Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patriot Speed is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, everyone, welcome back in another live edition of the Patriot Speed podcast right here on the CLNS Media Network. Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, joined as always by Alex Barth from 985 The Sports Hub. And fresh off day six, day seven, Patriots training camp, the days are just keep getting jumbled t- together here but the Patriots are back in pads today and Alex last week Mac Jones told us offensive and defense they need to go back and forth that's what you do in training camp you push back we didn't see any of that last year it was pretty much all the defense but today it, it was the offense they they delivered that punch which was in which was probably their best training camp practice since 2021 against the Giants with Mac Jones overtook cam newton in that quarterback competition i would say so big day for the offense here as, as they punch back yeah it, you know andrew callahan had this and i thought it was funny in this context but it's true <clears throat> that's their best training camp practice in two years they never did anything close to that offensively last year you go back to the giants practice when mac jones took over the starting job from cam newton that was you know the last time that the offense performed this well i think you're starting to see a lot of positive signs mm-hmm. in the passing game uh, the running game actually today might, was probably the bigger issue, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I thought that this was really encouraging from the offense and for Mac Jones. Yep. It was Max, definitely Max best day of the year or the summer. And even yeah. Bailey Zappi had some nice passes. Trace McSorley had a nice pass, which was a rare yes. sight this summer so far. So threw it on a dime Yeah, on a dime, Trace McSorley, but, um, yeah, you're starting to see these improvements in the offense. Bill O'Brien, some of his staples are coming out. They did a lot of good work. Scheming things up in bunch formations. We know that the separation has been a big point of view, wide receiver lack of separation. And now you're starting to see Bill O'Brien's schemes and these formations kind of open things up. And it the, the, the results show today with Mac having a really good day. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the formational stuff and the understanding of the offense. And I think the <laughs> saw this comment. Yeah. Sunscreen's not helping me. I'm putting it on, I promise. Somebody said the redder I get, the better the Patriots do. Um, no, it's every time Evan texts me something about how he doesn't like what the offense is doing, they get up. But yeah, I think a, a better understanding of the schematics and starting to implement some of those more complex uh concepts. Like we talked about that yesterday, right? We're starting to see more motion now, and that's a part of it. The other element I think you're seeing here is Mac is starting to really build up some chemistry with this receipt with these receivers. And I know he's, he's been with Hunter Henry for two years. He's been with Devonte Parker for a year, but 
you know, for Parker last year, it was a, a weird offense. And I don't know that they ever fully built up that chemistry. You're starting to see that. You're starting to see me at a really good, like, timing chemistry throw with Juju Smith-Schuster today for a touchdown. That was probably his best throw of the day, the one in the back of the end zone there for the touchdown. So you're just seeing the comfort level kind of settle in. And now I think everybody's really comfortable in what they're doing. Everybody's playing in their skill sets, and you're seeing it translate on the field. Yep, and that that Juju one was another good Bill O'Brien scheme things up down yeah. there in the low red zone, which they struggled in a lot to begin the summer here and you see it pretty much every practice when they do special teams work on one field, Mac Zappy, and then some of those top receivers and tight ends are going over to the other field and running these kind of base concepts down in that red zone area to, to really hammer that home. And they hit, they hit on one of them today. It was kind of, it was Juju and Parker. They looked like they were going to, switch release and then they kind of faked out the other way and, and juju was wide open a nice toe tapping catch in the back of the end zone so you, you keep seeing these layers of the bill o'brien offense unfold it looks like mac did start pushing the ball downfield a little bit more today yeah but it still looks like a lot of this is going to be those quick hitters efficient moving offense and then you'll have the occasional big play off whether it's a yak or We'll see how they kind of marry the run game to this offense a little more. Well, we've seen them do a lot of screen stuff, yeah, so I think screens. that's part of it. The other thing, Brian, you talk about the quick hitters, and today was their best day, and they opened it up a little bit, but not a lot. What have we not talked about so far that really wasn't talked about today that has kind of been uh, hammered into the ground the last few days? We didn't really talk about the offensive line yeah. because there wasn't much from the offensive line because they're mitigating it, and that's not ideal. You want to be able to do a little bit of everything, but you saw today how some of these concepts are going to make it easier for them. Like there were a lot of times where rushers were getting in clean, but it didn't matter. The ball was already out. Ball's already out of Max hand or Bailey Zappi's hand. And it's complete down the field. That's what their offense is going to have to be this year for better or worse. I, I think there are some elements of that, that they're built well for regardless of the offensive line, but they're also working around that offensive line now and, and making things work in other ways, which is something that's what we brought up a lot. Like, a lot of this is on Adrian Clem and Bill O'Brien, too. You might have to scheme around the deficiencies on the offensive line. They were – Cole Strange was out there at the end of practice, not not in pads. He didn't play anything, but still – he was still out. Trent Brown's still out. Mike and Winu on, on the pop, yeah. he's still out. They did change up that front rotation a little bit. It's been – Bill Murray has pretty much been the staple at that right guard all summer, but – they uh, moved Antonio Mafi to right guard and Cody Rusi plugged in there at the left guard. But yeah, those, those quick hitters really covering up for the O-line. A few, a few would-be sacks it looked like today, but better than what we've seen the last few days. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, because it's, I do think maybe now this offense, well, I guess they haven't been working together because they changed it up today, but you're seeing them throw around it. And that's, Again, it's what they're going to have to do. I, it's not the best thing in the world, but if you're going to have to do it, you might as well be good at it. And Devontae Parker finally pulled down some of those 50-50 balls, that, which was a big thing early, right? They're, they have these tall receivers, but they weren't necessarily pulling down the jump balls. He had one today over Christian Gonzalez, which was a really nice one. Yeah. I know some people might have been saying OPI. I thought it was – I kept my flag in my pocket, but – um Two days in a row that Parker's kind of had one of these 50-50s over Gonzalez. And I, I think more notably than that, and I do want to get to Gonzalez, but 
Parker, I, I, I thought he had some 50-50 balls last week, earlier this week, but it was in the non-padded practices. In the one-padded practice, he he had a rough day. There were a couple of pass breakups by John Jones, and that was true even going back to last year. And we've seen this with other guys. I hate to use this comparison, but Nikhil Harry, even as late as 2021, as last year here, he would light up non-padded practice. He'd be mossing two, three guys a day, and then the pads came on, and that was that. Whereas you started to see a similar pattern with Parker. Obviously he's more established. He can do more with Harry, but it's when these things happen, when the pads come on, it becomes that much more notable. And so for Parker to have the day he did today in a padded practice. Yeah. He's playing bully ball out there wide receiver. And that is exactly what they're going to need him to do. Yep. And speak. And while we're talking about pass catchers, Taekwon Thornton, again, not, he wasn't even out there today. He was limited. On the yeah. Long. He was limited today. So I, he's, he started getting in the danger zone a little yeah. bit. I, I, I don't, I'm not writing him <clears> off quite yet, but I talked to Phil Perry yesterday in the sports of Patriots podcast. People can go check that out. 985thesportsup.com. And, and we kind of discussed, and Brian, we had talked about this. There's probably going to be some deference to Tyquan Thornton, probably a little bit of a longer uh, leash just because they need that speed element on the field. If it's born Parker, and Smith Schuster, even if that's your best group, like there's really no speed out there, and it, that's gonna make things a lot easier on the defense. Well, with the emergence of Demario Douglas, and he's still a ways away, but with the emergence of Demario Douglas, here's another speed option, and here's a guy that's probably gonna give you a little more after the catch as well. Now, where does Thornton fit in? And we can get to Kayshawn Booty, and he had a good day today, too. Between the two of them, I almost feel like the path to playing that booty probably is a higher ceiling and, and has that potential to be the number one. I think Douglas as impressive, he's been more the higher floor guy and he's always going to kind of be a complimentary weapon because the size is, but if, if, if Tyquan Thornton can't do it and Demario Douglas is looking good, well then Demario Douglas should be the guy on the field because you still get your speed and you get the better receiver out there. And it would be classic them for the 50th overall pick to be a bust and the, the sixth round sixth receiver rounder. from Liberty to be a guy. So I don't know. Like we got a long way to go before we start having that conversation. Right. I paint, we painted the battle coming in as born versus Thornton and maybe Gasicki mixes in with some hybrid type wide receiver stuff, which we've seen a little bit of, but I almost feel like Demario Douglas can start getting into that conversation now because they are going to need that speed. And Thornton hasn't looked good. And now maybe, I don't know if today was a reset day for him or, or if he's hurt, but if he's already hurt, he was hurt also in the spring. That's not a great sign either. And you got to start looking elsewhere. So the sprain, it was a, a muscle injury, right? We didn't get the specific soft tissue. Soft I think tissue, is what it was called. Yeah. Could theoretically be something that lingers here. So maybe there's something there. We'll, we'll see if he's out there tomorrow or if he's limited again, but yeah, Douglas, I mean, another good day in the pads. He had, I mean, an awesome catch in one-on-ones against Mar it was Marcus Jones, kind of deep downfield, and then he beat Sean Wade again on another one, 2-0 in his one-on-one -on -one reps. So he just keeps kind of stacking these days together, even when the pads come on, which was what that, you know, we knew we had that speed, the athleticism, but the fact that he's doing it with the physicality too is just keeps, his stock keeps kind of rising here. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. And, and Booty, too, the other six-round rookie. Probably his his best day of, of summer. He kind of referenced it after 
practice he spoke. He said he's kind of gaining that confidence after he acknowledged it was a slow start. He had two wins, two over one was Christian Gonzalez. I think it was over Christian Gonzalez and Jonathan Jones at one-on-one, so beating the starters. And then he was with Mac at times for 11s, and he, he hauled one of those in. Out of one of those bunch formation looks, he got open on, on a corner route, I think, and Mac hit him. So he, he's getting more involved here as we go throughout the summer and maybe starting to see some of that potential that we knew we had coming out of LSU. Yeah, it, so he he's the really interesting one, right? Because this is a guy that he's not your typical six-round pick. This is a yeah. guy that was considered the number one receiver in the class last year, had a really rough year at LSU, and, and then a bad combine, which it sounds like he was hurt at the combine, and that obviously would impact things. But I think it's – if he's going to start to make progress here, that's de- – again, that's definitely somebody to track if you – like we just talked about, if Thornton's going to fall out of it, it really opens up a door. As much as I think Kendrick Bourne should be involved, you still need that fourth wide receiver. And Keishon Booty's tremendously talented. You look at some of the plays he made today. I mean, he's showing the raw ability. He's got to get in the context of the offense. He's got to stay healthy. And you alluded to it. He kind of admitted today it was a slow start to camp. He's playing a little bit of catch up here. But if he can catch up, like he's going to be in the conversation too. He, he, he should be in the conversation too. So the wide receiver thing is suddenly getting very interesting. Yep. And we got KB thoughts, Kendrick Bourne, 2-0 and in his two two reps, I believe. He, I was he watching, put Jack Jones on the grass at one yeah. point. He had a, a one very definitive win. I was watching more of the O-line, D-line. I don't know. what it, Did you focus on one or the other there, or were you back and forth? I, I was on the receivers. Um, All right. So I mean, Matt, Matt, other- Matt Dalton watching the linemen and then even within the receivers usually it's just they go one at a time all the pass catchers but they the receivers and the tight ends going simultaneously today so i I tried to watch as much as i could any other guys kind of stand out over on that side of the field so i thought why were you watching the linemen yeah i was more on the linemen okay so so this is perfect um, so yeah, I thought Kendrick Bourne looked really good in the one-on-ones Demario Douglas had a couple excellent reps in one-on-ones. He put, put miles Bryant on the ground at one point. Um, uh, Marte Mapu on the defensive side, he was, he was locking up tight ends. I thought he was good. And then I just had the veterans off top my, uh, the rookies off top of my mind. Cause it's kind of been a rookie's day, but yeah, Kendrick Bourne had the definitive win. I thought that, um, Hunter Henry was, and he's been one of their best players in camp, but he he got open with ease against Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar. So that's super encouraging. I think that was pretty much everybody I had in the one-on-ones uh, from the, oh, Matt Sokol. Matt Sokol had a nice rep against yeah. Jalen Mills. Bailey Zappi overthrew him, but he got himself plenty yeah. open and, and his strong camp continues. A few nice blocks too, it looked like from Matt Sokol today as he, Keeps stacking these days together and makes that third tight end spot really his to lose, it looks like, right now. So we'll see how that keeps developing. You mentioned Mapu had a, a pass breakup in one-on-ones, you said, right? Yes. I I don't know what you want to call it. Like It, it was almost to the point where he had the, he had the tight end, I believe it was Ferkser. He just had him locked. Like He was just in yeah. front of him, and you don't throw the ball away in one-on-one. So he kind of just threw it into Mapu's back, which... Technically, that would go down as a pass breakup, but I hear pass breakup. I think, like, you know, got the arm out, knocked the ball away. It was such such tight coverage that the the throw hit him on the way in. There was no window. So whatever you want to call that, you can call it. But it was a a good rep. It was a very good rep. He continues all over the defense, um, like every single level of team, too. And 
I think in 11s he had a he broke right into the line of scrimmage for what would have been a tackle for loss if they were like really tackling. And then like the next play, he kind of had a spot drop into the flat and recorded another pass breakup. So he he continues can, can, continues to really impress here early on with with all that rookie class stepping up. Yeah. But um, so in the trenches, speaking of the rookies, I think Keon White had the best rep of the day. Really, just quick inside move on Connor McDermott as we get into that right tackle position battle a little bit too. Really good rep there. Riley Reef was two and zero against Mac Wilson and Dietrich Wise. So, kind of see how that ta- that's a good win. Yeah, how those that impacts that tackle battle. Uh, Bill Murray, who we said got removed from that starting no line. It was after he went zero and two in one on ones. He lost to Daniel Quale and Christian Barmore. Who so two tough matchups there, but kind of shows where Bill Murray might be at at that point. And then uh, David Andrews had a really good rep against Christian Barmore. He beat him pretty soundly, and that was his only one. So uh, the old reliable veterans still getting it done. But that was that was kind of the main takeaways down in the trenches there. Yeah. Again, I, I only caught a couple. I saw Christian Barmore have a definitive win, but it, the, the reef wins are big. That, that one stands yeah. out to me because – we talked about it. he had a, a rough start to camp. That's a guy they need to get going. So if he's going to get going, that's good. And that's his game, right? The physicality when he can get his hands on people. So maybe that kind of turns a page for him now when the pads come on. But I'd say, again, good day for the offense. But the real only bad part was the end when they went that full contact goal line. And it took him four tries to punch the ball in from the two-yard line. They went play action on first down or first play, I don't know if they were doing downs, but first play, play action, right. no one there, incomplete. Back-to-back Kevin Harris runs, got nothing. And then Pierre Strong came in and he scored on his first attempt. But that was that was the really only, only really thumbs down for the offense was that it, it took you that many tries to punch the ball in from the two-yard line there, even with Jelani Tavai back at fullback, an extra offensive tackle in there. So that was that was the one negative, I'd say, from the day on their point. Yeah, the, the the defensive run game, you saw Kyle Dog, you saw Chris Board make stops. It, that was where the defense won today. But we, I'm not too worried about them running the ball in from the two. I think ultimately when they get there, they'll figure it out. Honestly, them struggling a little bit with that right now, maybe that's all the more encouragement to sign Ezekiel Elliott. So, good. Yeah, and no Ramondre. He, he was limited again today. Which he said he did. He did take part in the end a little bit. Yeah, there. the like that slow uh, two minute drill at the end. That one. Yeah. Yeah. But he he just it looks like they're managing his workload. That's what he kind of alluded to after he was talking and he said it's up to Bill, right? It's the coach's decision right now. Right. So that's what Which you know what the best way to manage his workload would be? Get another running, running back. back. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be the best way to do it, but here we are. Yeah. But uh yeah, we knew he he faded down the stretch there, so they're probably being safe with him. Same with, with Trent Brown it looks like and then Judon, Judon didn't even bring his pads out on the field today. So conditioned the whole time. I, I don't know where are you on that with the with the whole Judon thing as it continues to unfold here. I don't know. We we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It, it it's a little concerning now that pads are on that he's not out there. If he's gonna miss 
time, like significant time because of a contract, such an obvious guy to pay. They have the money to do it. That that would yeah. be annoying. Yeah. It is if there's one guy like you could say he doesn't need the summer and he'll just see a week one, it's probably Judon. So he doesn't need to be out there. But if it is contract related, that would be just pay him. You have the money, and he's worth it. He's outperformed the deal you gave him. So just pay him and get him out there if that's the case. But we'll see. He's it's been like back and forth days with his involvement. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But right. Um Anything else there offensively, defensively that, that kind of caught your eye throughout the day? Uh, I, I do want to touch on Christian Gonzalez. I thought he had a very interesting day. I don't know that it was good or bad. I thought, so he spent most of the day one-on-ones team periods. He was, he was pretty much shadowing Devontae Parker. Like I was pretty much his assignment the whole day. And you know, like the one-on-one rep, I don't know if you saw their one-on-one rep, Brian, like Gonzalez made him work for it. He had to go through three, four moves to get open is that the very it, last one of the session? Yeah. 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 I did see that one. Yeah. And so like <clears throat> Gonzalez is working him and he one cut, two cut, three cut. And like eventually Parker kind of broke toward the sideline and used his length and got his hands out, gave Mac a window and Mac hit him for the catch. So technically like Gonzalez got beat, but it was a very competitive rep. And that's one where I don't know, you know, with the live pass rush, it's one-on-ones with a live pass rush. Like that should be long enough to cover the guy. And then the same thing in 11s, Gonzalez is right with him. He just gets mossed and it, you hope it's a welcome to the NFL moment. Like how does he bounce back tomorrow? It should be a good teaching day. So like, it was weird. He got beat a couple times and I don't know that he, he didn't, not that I don't know. He didn't have any definitive wins, but at the same time, like I'm not going to walk away from it and say he was bad today. I thought he was good. Parker was just better. And it's all right. Can you raise your level of play the next time out? so that 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 it's good enough so really interesting day i i think some welcome to the nfl moments for christian gonzalez today we'll we'll see what he does with it i i I don't i feel like with everything at camp like christian gonzalez today give me give me a takeaway good or bad this is a tough one it's it's what he makes of it it's it's i I don't know that it's good or bad it was just kind of interesting to see that's where kind of i was at like i was going through my notes and i'm like Oh, Christian Gonzalez got beat here, and then oh, he got beat there, and then he got beat there. But th- it wasn't like he was blowing coverages. It was he wasn't just, getting beat. He was it just was, yeah. It was just the other guy made a better play, I guess. Right? Like he he was in good position, but Devontae Parker just went up and above and and, and did something better. So yeah, just you'll see how he see how he rebounds because I'm not worried about him. I, I don't I don't think you are worried about him, but just see how he rebounds after that those rookies troubles that you kind of knew we're going to bump up at, at some point here. Right. So before we get into special teams, I just want to pull up this comment here from uh, Mike Larry. Cause I think this is kind of what I was trying to say. Uh, uh, I assume this is about Gonzalez and what we just talked about. Uh, he says he's on track. It's highlighted more because Pat seemed to be locked down like yesterday. Yeah. I think it's a really good way to put it. He's on track. It wasn't his best day today, but it's, I, I wouldn't say he lost any progress or I'm worried about it. He, yeah. It, it, it's he's trending in the right direction. There's just going to be, days like today and and that's kind of what it is you can do everything right and that's football and and sometimes still that's not enough so i thought it was kind of one of those days for him but it is again the the interesting thing to take away with this if there is a takeaway is all right he had a good day and got beat that can be frustrating that can be demoralizing especially a corner but you know corner is one of those positions we gotta have a short memory can he just go back out tomorrow put it behind him and dominate and that's what we're looking for yeah not worried about him 
at all right now, but let's see let's see how it goes after that. But special teams work after Chad Ryland did the kicking duties the last the last two times they did it. I think they missed a day of kicking in there, but the last two times they were doing team kicking drills, it was Ryland back to yep. Nick Folk today, who also handled kickoff duties throughout practice. And Folk, he was five for five to start, and then that last one. They moved it back. I had it like in the 45 to 48 range. Tough to see from our angle exactly, but he left it short. And that's where we're kind of at with a 38-year-old Nick Folk. We're worried about his range with – and Ryland's a guy who has shown plenty of legs so far. So that that was kind of the concern with Folk, and you're kind of seeing it today, whether that's age or you know fatigue after doing kickoffs, all, all practice too, but – that, that range with Folk is the main issue, and that popped up again today. And and the question becomes, and I've been asked this, would they keep three specialists? Would they keep Ryland, Folk, and whichever punter, probably Beringer at this point? And uh, Ryland's your kickoff guy and your long field goal guy, kind of like they do in college, and Nick Folk's your short field goal guy. I don't think they do that. Now, maybe is there something where they try to get Folk on the practice squad, start the season, elevate him? Maybe. I don't know that he would do that at this point in his career. He might just say, you know what, I'll retire. But um, it is it, it, Ryland. It is trending towards Ryland, I think. Uh, it, it definitely is. And Folk's got to show something here these next few days. Now, he does look good on kickoffs, but then you mentioned that short field goal, and this was kind of the conversation last year when Jake Bailey got hurt and Nick Folk had to do kickoffs are were the kickoffs kind of tiring him out and was that impacting his field goal kicking it sort of looked like that today so that's notable yeah and then Barringer, no punting today but Barringer back holding kind of as he's been all all summer long so that that's kind of noticeable there because if there was a competition maybe they'd try to get Waitman in a little bit but that that's been Barringer's role so he looks like he kind of has that intra- inside track there at that that punter position too, especially after his monster day monster day punting on Monday. Yeah, I I, I it's that seems pretty separated. Yeah. That one seems pretty separated at this point. That Beringer is going to win the punting job. Yep. But as we mentioned, Friday in stadium should be a big big day for. for that's going to be yeah that that's going to be the big one for special teams. We'll get a really good idea after that. Yep. And I don't I don't remember. So usually the in stadium practice is kind of like a scrimmage. And they go ones versus twos, and the kicker and punter will kind of just come on as needed. I don't remember the last time. I guess last year they had two punters, but we knew like Jake Julian wasn't going to make the team. I. It's going to be interesting to see if the kickers and punters get split up on those teams because last year it ended up being pretty decisive. Like, all right, this team, those are the guys that are going to make the team, and the second team, those are the guys that didn't make it. So it'll be interesting to see which team the kickers and punters get put on. Because maybe that tells us who's viewed as in and who's viewed as out on the roster. Yep, and and someone asks when the when that is. That will be that's Friday Friday night. Friday night. I think gates open at six five thirty six. Practices at like six thirty. So that sounds about right. Yeah, slower. Expect don't expect a lot of competition there. If you go, it's a slower pace. Kind of just working through substitutions, that type of stuff in stadium, but. It'll be a lot of kicking, punting, so you'll get a good good read on that. But um, that that was kind of the main main special teams takeaways there from the day. 
I don't know. Yeah. Any any other last things you really had? Big big notes. Looking forward to anything tomorrow or? I mean, tomorrow should be a pretty competitive practice too. Like I said, I want to see how Christian Gonzalez bounces back. I want to see if Kayshawn Booty can keep up what he started today. Um, and more more one on ones. More like those are. It's just so fun to watch. I, I yeah. love watching. Those are awesome. Hopefully, we get some more of those tomorrow. Yep. And hopefully just the offense keeps stacking these days, right? Like right. they were really energetic today. I don't know. You probably noticed that too. A lot of dancing. I think Mac even yeah. got a gritty in there. And that's just something we didn't see at all last year. Lots of frustrations. Like there wasn't a ton of reason to celebrate. So yeah. I mean, what was it like day three last year? David Andrews had to huddle them together for that big offensive meeting. And yeah. So kind of a complete Complete 180 there this year. A lot of a lot of dancing, a lot of celebrating together today. It got pretty chippy even at one point on that last Devontae Parker one-on-one rep, talking a lot of smack. So just kind of good to see that offense have that confidence, have that swagger back. And now if they can keep stacking days together like that, that would be a, a really good starting point here in the summer. Yeah, I, I think so. If the offense can kind of make this a regular thing, we're going to start getting really excited. Yep. Yep. So, oh, Josh brought up a good point here. A couple, Demarcus Mitchell went down. I think he left practice early. I don't think it was that significant, though. I mean, he posted on Instagram. Yeah. Well, he was leaving. So he's got to be all right. Yeah. I I have no idea what what ended up happening with that. But if he's posting on Instagram, I guess he's okay. And then the only other thing health-wise that I'll look for tomorrow is that last – uh, goal line, full contact goal line rep. Jalen Mills got up and he looked like he was in some pain holding his left hip area. So that was like the end of practice. So we didn't see literally the last play. That. But that'll be something to monitor uh, out there tomorrow when they take the field. But um, yeah, that was kind of the health report. Pretty healthy outside of that today, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, you got anything else, or, or we can just wrap it up there and Did we, get, we get to let, let me see what I have in my notebook. Oh, there were, there were a couple of small things. Um, so this was really interesting. I have no idea what to make of this. I forgot about this. Did you see that Calvin Munson was lining up with the ones? Yeah. As an edge yeah. rusher? Yeah. Off the and it wasn't just sometimes. Yeah, and it wasn't just like, hey, we need a snap. Get over here. It was like regular. So he's a guy they like primarily been a special teamer. So I, I really don't know what to make of that. Like they, Judon's not out there. They need an edge guy, but there's more guys. I think they could put over there than Calvin Munson. So good for Calvin Munson for getting a shot, but that, yeah, that I, that was weird. I was not expecting to see Calvin Munson running with the ones defensively. He'll have a shot to make the roster as a special teamer, but that's a surprise. Yeah, that took me by surprise. I think on my roster projection, I had him under the specialist because I figured that'd be his path. So, right, to, and that, uh, that will be his path. I, I'm not sitting yeah. here saying that means like he's going to play a ton, but yeah, but just to yeah. see him out there this early is is kind of surprising. And then, oh, we 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 should mention uh, throw of the day, throw of the day, Bailey Zappi hitting uh, uh, training Trey Nixon forty yards. Deep, nice throw by Zappy. Nice throw by Trey Nixon. Tough day for Jack Jones today. Yeah. Tough day for Jack Jones. He got beat one on ones. He got beat on that play. So well, he, he's been good to this point. Might have just been a rough day. I don't, I don't know if it means too much, but 
Uh, yeah, Bailey Zappi with the throw. Like both quarterbacks were good today. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that was the deep ball that people were talking about. You're not giving Trace McSorley the throw of the day. Actually, Trace Mc, it was a good throw. It was a good throw from Trace McSorley. I'll say that he hit uh, Thyric uh, Thyric Pitts over the middle. Ball had good zip on it. Everybody was making plays. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, Trace McSorley threw it on a dime. Threw it on a dime. Threw it on a dime. But um, yeah, Jack Jones, bit more involved with the ones today. That just looks like they're gonna if they have all these guys to their disposal at cornerback. I think they're just gonna rotate those guys in and out as they kind of have liked to do in years past. Keep guys fresh, match up base, obviously. But Jack Jones up there a little bit today. Uh, I saw someone in the comments. I can't find it saying something about Mac and, and panicking when he's under pressure. He had a few passes today where guys were kind of around his feet, and obviously he knows he's not going to get hit. But I thought there were some good good plays he's, today he's good where he was, under pressure yeah. in this camp. I, I, they both have Mac and and Bailey Zappi have both been, you know, for the most part, good under pressure. I think there's it, it has been perfect, but it's not going to be perfect in those situations. But it's good they're getting used to it. It's good they're getting used to it because it's going to be a thing all year. So. I, I think, you know, Mac had that one stupid throw under pressure on day one. Meanwhile, so remember he had that interception on the second day of camp that was like he rolled out and the play broke up and he just threw it right at Kyle Duggar. Same thing happened today and he threw it away. So there we go. But uh, yeah, for the most part, both guys have looked under pressure, good under pressure, and they're going to need to look good under pressure because whatever happens, whoever's in there at quarterback, uh, we, we know who's going to be in there at tackle and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. I agree with you there. So um, any other last notes you got in, down in the deep pages of your notebook? or um, I, Can you get much deeper than Calvin Munson? <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, Isaiah uh, Bolden. Was it Bolden or Speed had a pick today? Bolden had a pick today. Boy, yeah. I, that, was, that was an impressive physical play. I mean, that ball yeah. should have been underthrown. Trace McSorley just tried to throw it at, I think it was Pitts again. Try to throw it so the, the Trace McSorley uh Thyric Pitts connection early and often. McSorley tried to throw it at Pitts' feet and Bolden kind of read it, and that wasn't his primary assignment. I think they were in zone and he dove it. I like maybe he trapped it. I don't know, but the way he got up and the way everybody else reacted, it was a pick. So uh, Bolden's got his hands on uh, a number of, of balls so far in camp, and, and he finally picks one off. He got one before Gonzalez because he Gonzalez should have had one. Was that? Two days ago, the one on, on the Juju throw from Mac on Juju, yeah, where yeah. he got. I think that it might have been Sunday. I don't Maybe know. it was They're Sunday. All... Like it was a drop. It was a, a yeah. drop by Gonzalez. It's not to knock him, but uh, Isaiah Bolden, first rookie on the board with the pick. Now I'm trying to think. Mapu had one in the spring. He hasn't had one so far this summer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that McSorley, Thyric, uh Pitts. That'll be a fourth quarter of the preseason. All Fourth quarter, third preseason game. Those two guys are going to look like Brady and Moss. I can't wait. Oh, should be good. Um, yeah, but Bolden stacking some impressive days on top of each other as they might need that that depth. I'm telling uh, you, those, that boundary. those depth lineman spots, or not depth, depth defensive spots, uh, are going to be really hard on this roster projection because you've got Isaiah Bolden making plays. Anthony Jennings, Mac Wilson have both been good. So, yeah, are they gonna, are you gonna have them keeping five corners and seven linebackers? Like, there's it, it's gonna be tough to figure that all out. 
Yeah. And the Mac Wilson, Anthony Jennings, we got into that, like how that could uh, evolve down the stretch. So lots, lots of competition over there on the defense. And it's tough even when you're looking at the defense on the field, knowing if it's like the first team or the second team unit, just because they're, they're so deep on that side of the ball. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Yep. Um, looking through the comments, see if there was anything worth pulling up. But, it's um, just this one guy. Yeah. Just <laughs> who does not understand how context works. <laughs> Going back to 2021, I remember exactly what he's talking about. Doesn't understand. Sean Wade, Sean Wade make any plays in one on ones today? Or so uh well, he had some <laughs> plays made on him. Demario Douglas put him face down with a with a whip route. So that was pretty cool. Um no, no, not much from Sean Wade. Yeah. Just have you noticed Sam her. Roberts at all? I was actually trying to watch for him today, last couple days, because people have been asking. I haven't haven't seen much from him. No. He he does seem to be getting more in the mix than he was like last year at this time, but haven't seen any like impact plays early on. I don't know if I had them in my one-on-ones. I don't even see 96 on here. So, so this, this guy's asked about the captains a few times. We're a ways away from that, but all their captains, but McCourty are back, right? It was, is Mac, Mac Andrews, Slater, Lawrence Guy, Juwan, Mac, Andrew Slater, Lawrence Guy, Juwan Bentley. That's five. They do have two. Now, is Guy going to be a captain again after holding out? I guess that becomes a question. But, you know, two offense, two defense special teams that that other captain can come from anywhere. I wonder if Adrian Phillips is a guy who's up for that. I wonder if Kyle Duggar is a guy who's up for that. Those would be my first two thoughts well, in terms of the next captain we asked Dietrich, someone asked Dietrich Wise who's kind of stepping up leadership wise, and he said John Jones and Jalen Mills. So two other Oh, John experience. Jones, actually. John Jones, absolutely. Yeah. I could see. I that's that's my bad for leaving him out. I, I could see those guys, but I, I would think four of the six are gonna be the same. And then Lawrence Guy probably will be. I we it depends how ugly that holdout was, but I would think he will because the players vote on the captains, but there's always been a little bit of of question. I like this. Jabril Peppers is a captain. I would love. I don't I think he's going to be. Uh, you ger- Nope. Uh, this one. You generally let that that guy kind of do his own thing, that 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 flying around missile kind of player. But yeah, if I would love him being the captain. I would love for him to be a massive tone setter uh, for this defense. Why don't the captains wear patches? The Patriots one of a hand. There's a handful of teams in the NFL that don't do it. I know the Falcons are one that doesn't. I don't believe the Panthers do. Um, they just don't, they don't, uh, I don't think Steelers do either. There's like seven or eight NFL teams that don't wear captain's patches. It's not super uncommon. Uh, and you would think the Patriots would be one of the teams that doesn't do that. Makes sense. Uh, All right. what about one last one? Okay. UDFA, UDFA update. I'm still Jordan Healy. I mean, he does not leave Matt Slater and Cam Acord's side all practice. So he just seems like like he's getting groomed to be that next guy in line. But I don't know. Have you seen anyone, Johnny Lumpkin or Justice Tavai? Or, or Justice Tavai had a had a good run stop today. So shout out to him for that in that in that goal line period. But I, I think I had him. Just... I think I had him winning a one on one too. All right. So good day for him. But I just the 
we just talked about all this depth on defense and there's really not a lot of roster spots to be had. I think Jordan healing makes the most sense. Now there's a ton of special teamers too. There's a ton. Talk about Slater schooler Mitchell. Those guys are going to make the team, but is Cody Davis going to get healthy? Is he going to play? Talked about Calvin Munson. Is Diego Fago going to be in there? Isaiah Bolden, Amir speed, uh, Chris healing again, like Chris board. So there there's a ton of guys there too. Like I almost feel like we should default to Johnny Lumpkin. Cause he plays a position where there's not a ton of depth, but they seem to kind of be okay with the group they have there. I don't know. The, the street could be in, in jeopardy this year. This yeah. is normally by now in camp, you have a cup. Maybe you don't have the guy, but you have a couple of guys. You're like, yeah, it'll be one of, you know, these two or three players. Uh, this is as unsure as I felt about the UDFA streak in my six years covering the team. So I I'm starting to wonder, is it on the line now? Now, they have fudged it in the past. That's yeah. important to remember. Quinn Nordine made it in 2021. Like he made the initial roster, was on uh, inactive IR. for a week, and then got put on IR. Uh, they didn't have any UDFAs on their initial roster in 2020, but J.J. Taylor was on the week one roster. He was moved to the practice squad and then signed before week one. So they get funky with it. Some, like it, It's not really a streak. Cause they haven't always had one on the initial roster. They haven't always had one on the week one roster. It's been one of the two and we just kind of combine them. So you might, might see something weird like that this year, but I, I'm starting to wonder, I'm starting to wonder about that UDFA streak, Brian. They count it as a streak. They have it in the, uh, in the, the press guide 19. Yeah. They've had a rookie free agent make the team for 19 straight seasons with Demarcus Mitchell and Brendan Schooler making the initial 15-man yeah, roster. They, in they say make the team. They say make the team. They don't qualify it. They say that the, they said the initial 53-man roster in this, which was wrong. So they didn't JJ have that Taylor, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have that in 2020. So again, it's been one or the other. Sometimes it's both. Usually it's both. But yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering about that streak. I'm starting to wonder about that streak. Yeah, they'll 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 probably continue it. It, it it's important to them, but it's going to be tough this year. I I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if none of them are on like the initial initial fifty three, and then Jordan Healy or, or Johnny Lumpkin is on the team week one. Yeah, like yeah, by by week team. one by that Saturday. A lot of competition. That special teams. Were you down there? They had a special teams drill like right in front of the media tent today. Were you down there on the ropes for that? Yeah, I really. So it, it's funny. Demarcus Mitchell left practice like he had a really good rep in that he had one I, I can't remember who was against but he had joe judge and in cam accord going crazy they loved what they saw from that it was a good rep. it's actually i got video of it it's on my twitter but it was it was a good rep it was worth the praise raleigh webb had a few really good reps in that too I thought. yeah raleigh webb's in job. that conversation too yeah. all right I, I know we've been trying to wrap up here for like 10 minutes but i have to give you my <laughs> raleigh webb take yes raleigh webb is only going against like corners who won't be on the team might not be in the league, but Raleigh Webb gets open he like, does. when he's he running as a wide receiver with that third offense. And yeah, he's getting open against nobody's, but there's other guys who are receivers during those periods who do not get open as regular as Raleigh Webb does. That's not me. It's hardly me saying Raleigh Webb is going to like solve all their wide receiver issues. He's not, but if they get in a situation where they're down to like their seventh wide receiver, I don't know. I think you do worse than Raleigh Webb. He, he gets himself open. I'll give him, I want to give him credit for that. I'll give him credit for that. He gets himself open. It's good to see like, good for him for that. He's still out there competing as wide receiver. Shout out to him. 
Yeah. He did that in the spring, even when they were down like three or four bodies. He just got open and made some plays, which you wouldn't expect from a guy. I think he played like one offensive snap since he signed on last year for those yeah. last like 10 games or whatever. But uh, yeah, if, if you need a body, like the more you can do, right? He's a special. I mean, he, guy, he but... lost Sean Wade on the first day of camp. So yeah, there you go. Rally Webb. Yeah. Making a push, maybe. But um, yeah, I guess we could wrap it up there. So we'll be back tomorrow, day eight, seven, eight, who knows at this point. But the pads should be back on one more really competitive day before they dial it back Friday. And then looks like they're going to have the weekend off. They scheduled days Monday and Tuesday for next week. So we'll be back to break it all down tomorrow right here on CLNS Media Network. So turn on your Patriots press pass notifications so you do know when we go live on the YouTube channel. Until then, follow Alex over on Twitter at RealAlexBarth. Go check out that Demarcus Mitchell special teams rep. and Go read all of his training camp coverage from today over at 985thesportshub.com. You can follow me on Twitter over at I am Brian Hines and go read all my work over at patspulpit.com. Story right off the press on Chad Ryland and Bryce Barringer, as everyone loves to see. So go check those out. And thank you all for tuning in, as always. And we will see you guys tomorrow.